Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Mr. Smiley, the empath. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Chainbreaker, the Seeker. I'm JD. I'm playing 900, the Catabolist. And I'm Nathan. I'm the GM for this session. This is Chimera Cast, traditionally a Dungeon World actual play podcast, but today this is a seaside and we're playing The Veil by Fraser Simons. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. So a recap, last time the the three of you were basically introduced, getting into getting into your character skin. You you had uh, uh, some altercations with Dak, the tweaker who frequents Mr. Smiley's noodle shop. He basically welched on his deal, or welched on his tab. Chainbreaker paid for it, and then and knocked him over into some mud, at which point 900 noticed that there was a surveillance ice cream truck and the, the three of you split ways and were each picked up by some nondescript thugs, basically. The first to be picked up was Chainbreaker, who was uh, accosted by some amiable, if repentant, we'll say, people in suits. The bureaucratic, more bureaucratic sect picked up 900, and then the more violent people picked up Mr. Smiley. Anything else you guys want to remind each other of before we get too much farther, or remind me of, that you think is important? Just in case I'm missing something. No, I think you pretty much nailed it. So, Chainbreaker, you are riding in the front seat between the two besuited, unidentified currently people. The one who had done most of the talking, the, the more feminine one, is looking out the window and idly flicking the windows up and down. They seem anxious, kind of bored. The driver is stoically staring straight ahead. Finally, the, the more feminine presenting one sighs and like looks back in her chair <sighs> you know my brother's conscious right I mean it makes family get togethers kind of awkward but you know <laughs> what makes you think I have anything to do with the cons I mean that's why we're picking you up Noah listen I know you fascists think you control everything but there's still something called due process you can book me and prove it if you want to definitely not conscious there ma this guy would just call us all fascists? Hmm. <coughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm all phlegmy from the, the new nuclear disease. Nucleus disease. Whatever. <coughs> Jim's fucking crazy. He thinks that birds are letting some kind of toxic mist into the air. Yeah, you, you ain't been seeing that? They're breaking down our bodies. <coughs> Any, anyway, fascist is reductive. Come on. We both want the same things. We just have different ways of going about it. I sincerely don't think that's true. What do you want? What's your goal here? I just want to feed my family. I want everybody to get along. Is that really that much different from you? She goes back to flicking the window up and down. Obviously uncomfortable so, with this. So, where are my swords? 
I'm not saying that I'm going to escalate things to violence right now. I just think it's something that Chainbreaker would actively be like concerned about losing. They're on the seat between you and Jim. So we're all in the front seat. You're all in the front seat. You're sitting between the two of them. It's a bu- and the, it's- my swords are like against my thigh. Yeah, it's a bench. You're you're sitting okay. on a bench seat. All three. Am of I you. cuffed in front or behind? You're not cuffed. No, that was the whole thing at the beginning. If you'll recall. Oh, that's right. I didn't. Yeah, I just got in the car with them. I don't think everybody should get along. The people you protect are actively trying to kill the people that I care about, and you're the gun in their hand. So if I have to cut the hand off, or if I have to break the gun. He just shrugs and leans back in his seat. So, we don't have the same goals. Now you're starting to sound like Pinky. But look, we don't all... Oh, it's her brother. No, no, Pinky is the... You can ask. The bad cop. Ah. Well, now you're starting to sound like Pinky. All ideology. Like, we're more boots on the ground. Come on. And also, you're not under arrest. Okay, so what am I? We're taking you to Pinky. Who's Pinky? <laughs> Doesn't know who Pinky is. Who's this guy? Thinks he's a gun. Thinks he's a sword. <laughs> I mean, his his picture's up all over. Joel Pinkerton Wyatt Pinky. You 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 drive by a a, a big billboard that says like keeping you safe, Pinky Wyatt. No, sorry, it says trust the plan. Yeah, it's got his face like superimposed. I guess now as good a time as any to ask you. Pinky's extremely unlikable. That goes without saying. And his cybernetics drip opulence. What about his face really reflects that? I think a lot of eye implants have to have, like, connectors to the spinal column. And they're usually outside of the the body. His are all subdural. So it's, like, really seamless. Like, he's got, like, a, a, a false eye. But it's it's like very chrome, it's undamaged, and there's no nothing connecting it, obviously, to his spinal column. I will amend that it's not chrome, it's gold. Oh, cool. And he wants to talk to me. I mean, there was you, somebody named Rain, and somebody whose name was a number. <laughs> really? Well, I have a feeling he's not going to like any of the answers that he gets, but... Well, you haven't heard the questions yet. Yeah, I think at this point the moving van pulls up to a toll booth. Scene cuts. Uh, if I remember correctly, 900 was bound and put in a Faraday bag. So we'll get to you when we actually get to the building, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just checking in. I mean, 900 is deaf, dumb, and blind in a Faraday bag, so. <laughs> a Faraday bag is one of those like small bags that they always like put over people's heads in movies. Uh, except that it's a Faraday version, which means it destroys and disrupts all electronics. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, so it's reference gotcha. it's referencing a Faraday cage. Yeah, that's why it's the gotcha. One. It's good, Mister Smiley. You wake up in the back of JD. What kind of commercial vehicle? We have a moving van and an ice cream truck. Garbage truck. That's funny. <laughs> so Smiley, you wake up in the back of a garbage truck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? These are the violent dudes, like, getting thrown in, like, taking out the trash. Oh, no, it, it, it feeds in very well. Do they just borrow a trash truck, and it's just, you just wake up it's on actually a full of, of garbage? Trash. Yeah. yeah. No. So, that was, awesome. yes. So, <clears throat> so to maintain their illusion, or just to be cruel, you're not sure which, it's filled with garbage. You can hear the soft beeping of a local refuse envoy, an LRE or Larry. 
robot also stationed in the back of the vehicle with you. They didn't bother to bind you, put anything over your head. Like the trash, they just threw you in the back. And you feel the bumps of the road as you move along. And now I have a question. You can feel the two people in the front of the truck. And what does the flow look like to you? I'll make sure I'm not misinterpreting your question. When you say the flow, you mean like, how do they read? The flow is the exchange of emotion in the world. It looks different to each person. Well, each empath. What does it look like to you? The flow is like a nine-course meal. Depending on where you're at within it, you can get different vibes, right? The later courses, the meaty courses, are vulnerability. The appetizers are tense energy. The light salads, thoughtfulness and strangeness. And dessert? Dessert gets kind of raunchy. If I understand correctly, then, these two up front seem very desserty. It's kind of weird, though. You'd think it'd be chocolate cake. But these two have a weirdness about them. They're giving off almost uh, anxiety. So it's like a fruitcake that they messed up. There's no sweetness in it. There's just a lot of uh, antsiness that I can feel within these two people up front. And you have some time to yourself back here. Do you do anything? Hey, man. First day on the job, man. Mm. Just realize you're talking to Larry. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they can't hear you. (laughs) No, LRE has been here for 12 years. So you must be, like, pretty good at your job, right, man? Affirmative. Pretty good scans. Still know what you're picking up from time to time in this old junker. LRE catalogs each item presented to LRE. Fantastic. And I like kind of get up, get up onto my butt. Run system protocol 14079, uh, hazardous materials that have been in taken into the, the truck, please. Looking for sharp objects. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I don't know what to make you roll. You got to roll something. <laughs> yeah, I probably do. Probably sway? Uh, it might be lifting the veil because you're searching for information. That's a better move because, yeah, Sway is like, though it would be funny for you to owe obligation to a trash bot. It would be kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I think I think lift the veil seems most reasonable. Sweet. Let's do it. How are you feeling? Truthfully, pretty calm. I think from the energy that we've said here of these two uh, newer young bucks and, uh, you know, my uh, history, I'm going to say, with the, with the law. This is not a totally unfamiliar situation, albeit extreme. But I think that extremity is like more a tell on their part than it is like a, a worry for me. Like the brutality of the system is coming down. It's more like, man, these guys must be really new. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Roll plus calm. Everybody remember to mark spikes as they move along. I have yep. not been reminding people. But. Five, six, seven. So if you'd be so kind, Zach, read Lift the Veil. Yeah, lift the veil. When you try and pierce the constant illusion of the veil, search for information or recall something you may already be privy to, roll. On a hit, the MC will tell you something new and interesting about the current situation. On any roll, the MC will ask you a question or two. Answer them. On a 10+, plus, the MC will give you a good detail. On a 7-9, through nine, the MC will give you an impression. Alright, whose login info do you use to access LRE's database? I would push you towards Snow White or one of the Seven Dwarves. Though, you could introduce somebody else, that's fine. We're using Grumpy's login info. Are you... are you winking? 
Okay, cool. So, would you be so kind as to read Link? When you introduce a new NPC to the game by name, look, or outlook, decide how you know them and feel about them and roll. On a 10+, the relationship is in good standing. On a 7-9, through nine, it's strained or frayed in some way, and they have one obligation on you. On a miss, in addition to what the MC says, they also have one obligation on you. Now, this is cascading quite a bit, but go ahead and roll plus link. Does that say roll? It says, yeah, so how do you feel about Grumpy? The reason I know Grumpy's login information is he's one of those folks that gets pissed at having to put in login information and yells at it when he messes up a number. Wonderful. So I guess I think of him as he's kind of dumb and I'd rather not use peaceful again. I think probably powerful could be closer. I feel in control. You have one over on him? Yeah, he's, he's kind of the dumb one, but he's brutish, right? So I guess I could be scared, but I don't know. I don't think I am. That makes sense. That makes sense. Roll plus powerful. But don't be afraid to... Getting a spike is not a bad thing. In fact, it is It is very much a good part of this game. It's also um, important to note that when you roll something that's, that's linked to the opposite emotion, uh, every time you spike in one, you erase the spike in the other one. So if you, if you had two spikes in mad and then you roll peaceful, you would remove one spike from mad and add one to peaceful. Yeah. I believe so. That'll be an 11? Fantastic. So the relationship's in good standing. The, uh, there's, no, there's no obligation here. You just, use Grumpy's, you just use Grumpy's login info, and you access the log of the trash that has you know, come in the last 24 hours. And you'll see, of course, it's near the bottom of the heap. Oh, JD, what kind of what what sharp object is at the bottom of the trash truck? I was gonna suggest that there's like a bottle of something caustic, so you're gonna have to take advantage of it to use it. It's not just gonna be a sword. I don't want a sword. I have more wanted like a box cutter that I could stick behind my teeth. Like, oh, I see. <laughs> just something sharp. I, that I, mean, I yeah, that I can keep on my person because I assume they're gonna take my gun and my my actual weapons away from me. I think I was just being savvy. You don't find a normal blade, but you do find about six inches of monofilament, so atom- atomically sharp string, essentially. Oh Jesus Christ! It's <laughs> a fucking cool thing to find. I wouldn't put it behind your teeth, though. You're just going to end up, like, cutting your mouth apart. No, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I was like, how am I doing this? I wanted to make it a little more interesting in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, in one of the declaration boxes for hazardous or sharp material you see in, in, in bag 647 monofilament wire. But, of course, it's at the bottom. Larry, man, monofilament wire, man? Where are you picking up trash, man? <laughs> Bag 647 was left at street corner, not in registered receptacle. Shit. Probably help someone out. Larry, I need a little bit of cloth. You got some cloth on you, man? Tear your shirt. (laughs) When they start programming jokes, Larry. Jesus, fucking dick machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think your your little one-liner there is where we end that scene. 900, you hear the door of the back of the ice cream truck open. You feel yourself dragged out feet first. Some muffled talk before the Faraday bag is removed from your head. I think all of my sensors, like, on the top of my head flash. The visual sensors, like, zoom in and out, and the cybernetic equivalent of blinking my eyes as light hits it for the first time in a while. All of these senses are coming back to me now. And the first thing your eyes manage to focus on is a, a giant painted portrait of Pinkerton Wyatt. I think the building has like columns, uh, very much like the Parthenon kind of feel to it, Southern Gothic even, and a big tapestry hanging over the door with golden lights just shining in all directions. Hey, wake up, sleepyhead. 
Mm, where have you taken me? Where do you think, man? We're at the headquarters of the Pinkertons. Um, for what purpose? Well, that's for Pinky to tell you. Sorry about those guys that picked you up. They probably roughed you up a bit. And as you're, like, kind of stumbling forward toward the door, a moving truck pulls up, and a woman in a suit gets out, and then followed by, presumably, Chainbreaker. Uh, yes. I think Chainbreaker's, like, carrying his swords. How you'd carry a gun, like, in the crook of his arm, his hands away from the grips. The door person holding 900's arm gestures toward the woman getting out of the car. Where are Rosie and Freddy? Oh, you know, they're taking too long. They got the garbage truck. They'll come along before too long. Let's get inside. And 900, Chainbreaker, the two of you are walked inside this extremely opulent building. Practically rife with private shops, people set up in their own virtual reality beds. Hardly anyone walking around. And as the two of them enter inside, Mr. Smiley, you feel the garbage truck pull up. You hear the two people in the front of the truck mumble to themselves. What's your plan? Uh, ah, okay. Tinder, Tinder does it. Stop judging, Larry. Uh, relax, breathe into it. Boop, boop, boop. And the first cracks of golden light you see the two figures standing at the back of the truck. What's you, what do you do? Well, are you going to help me get out of the truck, or are you just going to stare at me, man? Everybody's a fucking joke, huh? As, they re- as one of the guys reaches in to, like, grab your leg. <clears throat> ah, fuck. Careful, you fucked up my pelvis throwing me in here, man. Ugh. Yeah, 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 whatever, man. Come on. I just start walking all kind of funny. You see the same big arches and the tapestry hung in front of the building. They trust the plan cross in letters. You see storefronts, the same storefronts as before. You see people in their own little pods, basically, living in their cyber world, doing work. 900 and Chainbreaker, you get to Pinky's office a little bit before Mr. Smiley. There's a big red velvet door, and the two guards that were, well, the guard that was escorting the two of you as well as the doorman, but the guard asks for your weapons. Chainbreaker I think there's two sort of, uh, they just look like kind of metal studs that are part of the scabbards for the swords. And he touches his thumb to both of them and it magnetically seals the blades into the sheaths. And then he hands them over. Do you have any weapons, 900? I don't recall. I have hidden knives. So he can go fuck himself. They pat you down. Yeah, I think, I think the knives are hidden literally in my body. That's fucking cool. That's dope as shit, yeah. Yeah, not knives is even, I think, pretty loose. <laughs> I have hunks of metal that are sharp in my body, so they're not going to fight anything, is my point. Cool, cool. I have a question. The veil is something that's around us all the time. Correct. Is it possible for me and 900 to communicate through the veil without it being super obvious? I think it's just going to take a, a risk roll, right? Whether they like catch it or not would be my... Yeah. That's my that was that was what I was thinking. Since Chainbreaker wants to initiate it, is that my understanding? Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling? Maybe a little thrown off because they took his weapons. Ultimately, just like given the choices, probably scared. Yeah. Awesome. Roll plus scared. Cool. It's nine. That is an eight. An eight. 
Should I read Risk? You know, I don't think we've actually read Risk. I had I had uh, 900 roll it before, but I don't think we read it then. So go ahead. Yeah, so Risk, um, when you are aware of an act to avoid imminent danger, say how you do it and roll. On a 10 plus, you do as described and the danger doesn't come to bear. On a 7 through 9, in the doing of it, there will be a cost, complication, or choice introduced by the MC. Given that I don't really know how things are going to go with Mr. Smiley, I think this is going to require a lot of concentration from the two of you and your attention will be split. That may not actually lead to anything. Okay. But the stakes are also kind of low. You're really just trying to talk to each other. Yeah. I think you can manage to do this through a secret line. I'm fine with that. But if Mr. Smiley gets into some kind of trouble, it'll take you at least a moment to realize what's going on around you. Gotcha. So go ahead. Have a conversation. Why'd they bring you in? Hell if I know. What about you? No idea. I think we're going to get to talk to the big boss man, though. And he, like, gestures towards, uh... Like the the portrait, the painted portrait of uh, Pinkerton that hangs over his own desk. There are pictures all over his office. We'll get into more what his office looks like, but there's there are pictures of him with the God Emperor. There are pictures of him like cutting ribbons and shit. Fantastic. Have you been involved in any actions lately? Uh, nothing exceptional. Some bodyguard work for some activists, but that's pretty much it. You? Not anything. That should have drawn any notice. I rarely put myself in public actions. I guess they uh they picked up Smiley too. Maybe they're just cracking down on uh noodle stands. I find that unlikely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me too. This is fucking gallows humor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, if we've drawn the attention of what is is does he have a position? He's the head of Pinkerton Security. That are like the privatized cops yeah, at this point, I'm assuming. Yes. They're like a paramilitary organization. Yep. He's the head of a big corporation, which is basically equivalent to a government position now. Well, whatever it is, I'm not happy to be in the crosshairs of Pinkertons. No, no, me neither. Would Chainbreaker know about like any knives or weapons or like your specific capabilities? Have we ever worked together before? No, I don't think that we've ever... I've never involved myself with violence around you. I think I, we would operate on very different gotcha. violent scales. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, these are uh, certainly not the way I fantasized ending up in this office. I have my swords in the other one. And his eyes sort of go unfocused for a minute. <laughs> I never even got to eat my noodles. Oh, I feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll get you some when we get out of here. Smiley, you're getting pushed down the hallway of this arcology toward Pinkerton's office. The two sadistic officers behind you, jeering, telling you to hurry up, prodding you with batons, I suppose they had. Oh, they gotta be like, electro, whatever, when the, when they need it. Sure. Oh yeah, no, they push a button and they, they, they'll give you like a light jolt every time. Maybe you'll collapse onto the ground and they'll pick you back up, giggling. Oh, come on, man. There's no need to act like that, man. Act like what? What are you talking about? Like it's your first day on the job, man. Shut up. You touched a nerve. And finally, they, they just like pick you up and they stop prodding you and you make your way toward Pinkerton's office to meet up with your two companions. Pinkerton's office looks like a Christian Ozymandias. There are video streams all over the office, just covered in wall to wall, but also a bunch of like crosses, weird passages from the Bible gesturing toward the prosperity gospel and also gestures toward stoicism. 
Gross. Ryan is offended. <laughs> you should be. They're here to offend you. The two guards pat down Smiley and take... You had a gun, right? Yeah, I got a shotgun. You have a sh- they take your gun and they take the knives that are in your... They're in your coat, aren't they? Yeah. My thermal mini blades. They don't find your monofilament. They push you into the room. 900, chain breaker. Smiley looks like shit. He looks like he's got his ass beat. He smells terrible. The three of you have a minute together. Fuck it. Looks like they roughed you up, man. <laughs> you okay? What, me? Yeah, you look a little worse for the wear. They, they, they're shaking you down, man. They look like they got in your head, finally. <laughs> I think the camera sees a chain breaker just, like, fix a small crease in his robes. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> Quite okay. Is, are, are they sitting on a bench or something? Or are they just standing there? What are you guys doing? Are you in, like, a holding room? Is it, like, an office? You guys are all in the office. There are some chairs. Very, very comfortable chairs thrown out the room. The whole room has, like, the aesthetic of, like, gold, right? Gold with white accents on everything. You can hear the faint sound of Christmas music playing. What month is it? July. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chainbreaker is standing, for sure. I walk right past you to the chair that you're standing next to and gingerly put myself in. Uh, Yeah, 900 is sitting incorrectly in the chair slouched with both legs over one of the arms love it you do look worse for wear though yeah they messed me up man they like uh hit me and stuff you know really rough did you fight back no hell if you were gonna get the shit beat out of you anyway you should have fought back this isn't uh you know man like my first time turning the other cheek doesn't do you any good against these people No, but getting your knuckles fixed is kind of expensive these days, man. That's why I'm always telling you, you need to get a good set of swords. Your money's wasted on a shotgun. I'll be sure to remember that, man. Where are your swords, man? They took them. (laughs) (laughs) I think at that point the door gets thrown open, and a tall, blonde man with the whitest smile you've ever seen wearing the goldest suit you've ever seen. Well, what light has shined upon God's children today? As this man walks in. So I got, I got his, his, his symbols of opulence. He has many cybernetics, particularly one gold eye, which ex, uh, extends seamlessly into his extremely tan skin. <laughs> Mr. Smiley, what about Pinky Wyatt makes you think that he might be cruel? You want like a physical thing or just something I know I picked up off the street? Like, what are you thinking? Either way, I was thinking a physical trait, but honestly, whatever comes to your mind is just fine. It's <laughs> his gold tip shoes. The only part of him that's not immaculate. They're always a little scuffed at the end. I guess right on the tip, as it were. <laughs> that's horrifying. In 900, we already know about Pinky's eye cybernetic. What other piece of custom tech do you notice about him? You specifically wanted it to be custom tech, right? It doesn't have to be custom, I suppose, but something that you notice. Sure, sure. If you have, if you have an idea, it doesn't necessarily have to be a custom thing if you have oh. a different idea. I think the way that he moves, I can read or I can like tell the sensitivity of it, which means that he is like purposefully moves slower around us. So he has enhanced reflexes. Oh, so this guy moves around slicker than dog shit. Yeah, for his... Age and size, for sure. He moves very like nimbly, and he's very light on his feet. And I feel like getting full nerve work is extremely expensive. Oh, definitely. 
especially without the side effects of jitteriness, which I think is usually what happens on the street level. How are you finding the amenities, children? Have they offered you a drink yet? As he walks over to a globe and pulls the lid off of it and begins dropping some ice cubes into a golden cup, pouring whiskey into it. Ryan thinks that's really cool. I love I, I love Globe finds bars. it detestable. Yeah, no, it's really uh, <laughs> fucking rad. <laughs> he pours himself a drink and sits himself on the other side of the desk. It does not offer any to any of you, though, he asked. So let's cut through the bullshit, shall we? I need y'all to kill some people for me. And why would we do that? Well, for starters, getting you here wasn't very hard, Mr. Nakamura notwithstanding, so doing worse to you would hardly be a problem for me. But... If you need more assurances. And now, yeah, what work for the conscious have each of you done? So, Mr. Smiley, what work have you done for the conscious? They're just a simple noodle cart operator, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I've supplied some noodles to, I fed some hungry conscious people, you know, man, helped them out. Maybe at one point in time, uh, drugged a senator or six and had them expose themselves on live television. I would uh, I was there. Did you drug them or just make them feel like they should absolutely tell the truth to a live audience? Uh, some, some would say that uh, <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit l- r- rolled through their body and had them exclaim the truths of their personality. Some some would say it was a very weird drug that <laughs> does that, uh, that, that links their mind to the veil and shows them hallucinations of uh, seeing their Christian God telling them if they don't confess that they'll go to hell, thinking they're dead. I'm sorry, you mean Veritas? The expensive cocktail that makes people speak the truth? Yep, that sounds exactly uh, that, like that. That probably about. got smuggled out from the police station and then to you through conscious uh, channels. I love that. What's that senator's name? Senator Leafley. So, so sen- drug, drugged Senator Leafley before a press conference. Chainbreaker, what did you do? I, don't, I, yeah, I believe you referenced earlier, but I didn't write it down. He does bodyguard work for the conscious all the time, but the thing that he did was that him and some other members of his order very publicly executed a tech CEO. <laughs> Jesus. That is explicitly his job. So, like, it's not like out of the ordinary for him to be asked to murder people. I just don't think he, like, spreads it around that they were the ones who were involved in that. Well, you were wearing... It was, like, priestly vestments that hide identity. So, like, everybody knows that that order did it, you know. What's that text you? Oh, yeah, his name is Aaron Tusky. Aaron Tusky, love it. 900, what did you do for the con? The Pinkertons are the primary police force, right? They're the police force for rich people. Well, yeah, so, j- so the, the police, primary, right? If that's how you want to think about it, you're not wrong. <laughs> but my point is that there is a, uh, a governmental police force as well. Maybe then, yeah, if they're the police for the rich, meaning they protect the property, but then there's the governmental police, then I assume uh, primarily makes its way through more impoverished neighborhoods and is equally shitty to them. It's just like the Pinkertons don't go there because it doesn't matter to protect poor people's property and like local businesses they don't give a shit about and so then that's like technically the role of the governmental police is like hey there's no profit in protecting poor neighborhoods but we still need to make sure that they're under the boot heel of our system and so there was a big push to obliterate the police in a certain district by destroying their precinct and all of their technology but in order to do that we basically needed conscious shock troops to be able to pull this off and so i spent a solid two months ahead of that, eliminating inhibitors 
from cyberware. And so the inhibitions that prevent you from, say, attacking police officers or, you know, exuding so much strength that it hurts your physical body or your, you know, your human, your organic body. Uh, I just was like getting rid of those inhibitors on a bunch of these people so that they could actually storm this precinct. I love it. That's great. But if you need more reasoning than that, I'd be more than happy to go public with what you did to poor Senator Leafly, for example, there, Mr. Nakamura. I'm sure that his constituents would be very happy to know who was responsible for something like that. Joel, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I That guy just saw the light, man, right? That's what you would have wanted. He he spoke the truth. That was That was actually pretty gnarly of him, man. If that's how you feel about it, and... Uh, Mr. Seem I have a, a surname here for you, Noah, but what you did to that poor, poor Tusky, I'm sure his family would be very happy to know what happened to him. I'm pretty sure they could just watch the video again. He smirks. I like you. You shouldn't. And you numerals. We don't have a name for you at all, but... A very thin smile on my face. <laughs> all we'd have to do is throw you to the cops. They worked hard to protect that precinct, and you undid all of that work. I am unaware of what you are referencing. So children, just hear me out. If nothing else, the people that I have in mind are very, very bad people. Hardly people at all. And really just sympathize with me. It is my job to maintain order, and you can get into places that my people can't get into. But let's say, hypothetically, that my threats fall on deaf ears. Let's say that you managed to get away from here, away from me. That's fine. I happen to know every real estate agent in this area, just about every employer. I happen to be able to put out the feelers for some kinds of tech replacement. The fights will get shut down. No more noodles. He smiles. He reaches into the inside pocket of his jacket. He places a case on his desk. Engraved in the case... Says James 1.12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood to the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And it's a show of good faith. The first person I ask for you to kill is the person who sold you out. I believe you call him Dak. All I ask is that you shoot him with this. Why that way specifically? The caliber this uses is known to the local police as well as my boys. They see this specific shell, an autopsy, or on the crime scene, you're off scot-free. Oh shit, Ryan, I didn't tell you what the gun did. I told JD and Zach. You shoot people, it turns their corpses into reptoids. Sick. <laughs> Just to sweeten the pot. From my perspective as well. You all seem so nervous. Mr. Nakamura, I've already contacted Snow White. We've put things into motion to get your noodle cart back up and operational. I'm very sorry. Yeah, man, you sent a couple of newbies out there, man. They really roughed me up. On the contrary, I knew you might be a problem. They've been doing this for a long time. Again, he smiles. Sure, man. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Numbers? When you get back to your apartment, you'll be blessed with more tech than you know what to do with. How many? How many what? How many people? Including Mr. Dakan? Three. Can we know who the other two are? As a show of good faith, no. I'm really sorry, I can't do that. You understand. Not particularly, but... I gotta see that you're serious about this. 
you'll see just how bad Dak is as well. Killed Dak? I'll tell you the other two after that. Why? Why kill Dak? Well, because he's one of them, of course. One of the others. One of the bad ones. I look over at Smiley and Shane and half of my plates like lift off my head and like a, a raised eyebrow. What do you mean by bad ones? I know Dak and he doesn't seem any better or worse than the average. Annoying, but not worth killing. If I were to be biblical, I'd say he has the mark of Cain. If you want me to be more literal, he's literally not human. He has infiltrated us. Passes off as one of us. I was willing to use him for a time, as apparently you and your kind were, but now he must be removed from the equation. He finishes his drink and gets up to the globe. Can I figure out if... Like, that's what I was just about to ask. Yeah, anybody, anybody could do this, I feel like, but obviously we know that he's obfuscating the truth, so I'm not trying to question whether he's lying or not, but I'm definitely trying to get a better read on, like, what exactly is going on here? Why are you using us instead of the vast force that you have with an explicit okay to use violence? Like, Yeah, why have us do Yeah, it? what's really going on here? Why are you trying to set us up because this is clearly a setup? <laughs> Go ahead and probe. How are you feeling? I'm definitely displeased. I'm definitely skeptical, which says it's also under mad. So I guess I'm mad. I, I genuinely hate that we're being put in this position also, so I think that's appropriate. Oh, that's a 10. Go ahead and read probe for me. Yeah, probe. When you pay attention, study, or examine someone's reactions during an interaction in an attempt to learn more about them, roll. On a 10 plus, hold three. On a seven through nine, hold one. Spend hold one for one to ask the following questions. When the interaction ends, the hold expires. What do you intend to do? I think is the first primary question. The first intention here that you can probably suss out just from what he's talking around is he's trying to cut off the, the chain of contact that leads back to him to you guys. Dak is the person that sold you out to him. He's trying to get you to kill the informant. Uh, so I did, what do you intend to do? I'm going to do, what are you really feeling? Oh, he feels powerful as hell. As much as anything, he brings people into this situation to put them in awkward places. He gets off on this shit. Perfect, I hate it. Yeah, no, he's detestable. I was going to do, like, how can I get you to tell us the next name on the list? But the answer has already been told to us. You have to kill Dak. So that's obviously not going to be a good question. I'm I'm aiming for, like, how can I get you to not interfere or not watch us while we supposedly do this does that make sense do you guys follow yeah i i like that tell me what you think about this i mean he loves tech obviously so maybe you can make him something cool but nah i don't like that very much he's got a he can buy anything he wants maybe it's a thing of like you know in like when you're uh uh basically at the level of like almost godhood in a like you know tech Billionaires are like gods in a cyberpunk world. Maybe his tech comes from somebody he doesn't like, and he basically just wants you to jailbreak it so that they can't see what he sees anymore. He's hyper-individualistic. Yeah, right? he like That's... wants to go off the grid, basically. So, I like I like that. You can basi- If you can basically make him, you know, a VPN, basically, I think that'd be cool. He's into, he's into tech, and he's into individualism. If you can make him invisible to the people 
that he wants to be invisible to, i.e. other powerful people. If we do this, if we go through with it, you'll have to let us go about it in our own way. This means no interference by Pinkerton employees. It means not questioning our methodology. The reason you haven't been able to defeat and destroy the conscious is because you do not understand how they function. He looks interested, his eyebrows up, sipping at his whiskey. Of course, I could give you a taste of the freedom enjoyed by certain individuals within the conscious. Slurrying the crushed ice around his cup. I hate it. And what do you mean by that? You know as well as I that designer cyberware comes with strings. He actually looks a little concerned at this knowledge. What kind of strings are you talking about? Every piece of tech that you have installed in yourself introduces a backdoor. Depending on how you're linked up, they might even be able to read your thoughts. Certainly, the designer of your nervous system knows your movements, your whereabouts. Certainly, the designer of your nervous system knows your movements, your whereabouts. You are always plugged into their system. You corporations take that for granted, which is often why you cannot find the conscious. Put this another way, I can sever your strings. If you don't attach strings to our movements and our actions, if you give us a pass with your employees. So this sounds to me like sway. What do you think? I think I'm turning the tables a little bit and I'm feeling powerful. Because I, I, by reading him this way, I knew that I could get into his own paranoias. That of course he has, because he's a fucking tech billionaire. Oh yeah, you definitely got in his head a little bit. Yeah, so powerful. Love it. Uh, roll it, and then we'll then we'll read the move. Uh, that will be an eight. An eight. Sway. Um, when you want to get an NPC to do something you want, and their motivations don't line up with yours, roll. On a ten plus, they do it, and choose one. On a 7 through 9, they choose 2. So I'm going to choose... You're going to need to give them something now instead of later. And I don't... I want to choose you need to give them a piece of your... You need to give a piece of yourself to them, body or heart. But I don't really know what that means. I guess you need to do them a favor first is actually what it, the choice is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to need to give them something now instead of later. And you're going to need to do them a favor first. So the, the favor is jailbreaking is tech. And you need to do it now instead of later, which is maybe not what you were in, uh, uh, suggesting, but certainly it's on the, it's being pressed upon you now. And I don't know what your guys' reaction is to this, because I'm basically offering to start doing this. And I kind of didn't consult you. <laughs> or at least potentially, it looks like I'm offering to do this. Chainbreaker, Mr. Smiling, what are your reactions to 900's at least plain consideration of Pinky's offer? Oh yeah, Smiley feels pretty good. You're gonna, you're gonna do some hackathoning, uh, some hack surgery on this guy and put him out. Cool, I got microfilament stuck up my ass. I'm gonna razor his face and kill him. That's where that's where Smiley's. At. I was like, yeah, put him under. Let's do some surgery. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna ask if you could leave us a back door into his tech. I kind of assume he's gonna do that. <laughs> If this guy isn't dead in, a, in like five minutes. I like the way you think, Numbers. You cut me off from my supplier and- It's 900. You're right. I'm sorry. 
I like the way that you think, 900. You cut me off from my supplier, and I'll give you three free reign to do what I've asked. But, and he pushes a button under his table, and the back wall full of video screens opens to reveal, like, an operating room, basically. Obviously a place where he works on his tech, or, to be more specific, somebody works on his tech for him. We gotta do it right now. He gets up and begins unbuttoning his suit. Well, I don't have my tools, but I'm sure you have everything here that I will need. I got everything you could dream of. Gesturing to all the accoutrements hanging from hooks on the walls. I am rather hungry, as my noodle dinner was interrupted. I don't like to work on an empty stomach. Oh man, I'm just trying to decide if he's cocky enough to send his security guard to go get food for you. I love the idea of you guys just killing this guy, and then the, it's like, well, then I'm just in the water and have no idea what to do. <laughs> Which, eh, you know. You guys die of fate, that shit. If he's cocky enough to send somebody away. Sure. Uh, what's odds, Z? Uh, odds is he is uh, not cocky. It's a six. He is cocky. Thumbs, go and get the child some kind of dinner from one of the shops. Uh, noodles? Extra spicy. Extra spicy. Thank you. Please lie down on the table. I must begin preparations. And I'm going to start sorting through, like, what kind of, you know, cybernetic surgery tech that he has here. I assume it's way nicer than shit that I'm used to working with. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful, immaculate, the highest quality, all of it gold-plated. Yeah, all of it, I assume, like, self-sterilizing, like, don't have to worry about any of that. Exactly. The area is, is, is blisteringly white. You can smell disinfectant. He lays down on the table. Would you prefer to be anesthetized or completely put under while I work? The procedure will be rather invasive. Invasive's fine. I like to feel it. Just a little bit. Another nip, maybe. And he holds up his glass to you. I I look over at Chain, I think. Yeah, Chain goes over and grabs the glass and walks over to the globe bar. What all is in here? Fuck, I don't know. Booze? Ice cubes? If you're looking for something in particular. Yeah, I think he just fills it up with scotch. Like, I don't... I mean, I'm guessing this guy doesn't have some fucking poison in his office, so... I I don't really know what I was yeah just oh, has one bottle with for. a skull on it <laughs> yeah. like, ah there it is <laughs> perfect bad guy shit the bad guy has bad guy shit next to the Glenn mechanic <laughs> I just thought you were gonna use this opportunity to have a covert conversation is I think I do as I walk past Mr Smiley can you feel anyone outside the door can I feel anyone outside the door <laughs> analyze sounds good. Uh, assess a place or situation. Yes, analyze. How are you feeling? I think I'm feeling peaceful here. I'm in a pretty calm place. I might be able to kill this guy. I was wondering if that's peaceful or excited. Uh, which would be like joyful. I'm excited to kill this guy. You know, you don't have to be. I'm just. I was genuinely curious. The situation's ramping up. Yep. It could also be nervous. Of like, there's just. Oh God, I, I love this game because nervous is like. Oh shit! Are we gonna pull this off? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just like everything's somehow going according to my plan. That's what's uh, surprising. I just like did a thing, and then it's like, oh wait, this guy might uh, just let us kill him. This this guy might be huh. this dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, uh, I mean, that sounds like powerful. Yeah, I like, think so. Like, yeah. oh, my plans are uh, yeah. wheels within wheels. Yeah. Right. 
That's kind of what that sounds like to me. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily have I to be I think I case. definitely feel powerful, yeah. I don't want to tell you how you feel, but cool. that's... Here's how I think. At the question, do you feel people outside? I feel powerful. Because that, to me, is like the head nod that I'm getting. That's like, we're going to kill this guy, right? It's, like, not, it's make, not just you. It's yeah, like somebody it's like else is on board. The coast board. is clear, yeah. right? Like, making sure that, like, if he were to accidentally have an... Uh, you know? Yeah, so I think I feel powerful. I think you're right. Totally. Cool. Roll analyze. Uh, that'll be a 10. I was really excited for you to fail. Uh, sorry, I don't do that. Ask me some questions. Uh, what's my enemy's true position? We were asking about, do I sense people outside the door? The two rookies that escorted you to Pinky's office are stationed outside the door. You can taste that familiar fruitcake emotion. Uh, what is my best way out? Aside from the door? leave now before we do this <laughs> that all seems like you know common sense it the question i guess is does he have a trap door and he is exactly the eccentric kind of billionaire trillionaire that would have an escape hatch you can see a seam under the desk sick everybody into that so far yes hell yeah <laughs> what if anything appears to be out of place i don't think anything I don't think he's hiding anything. I think he's just cocky. In his mind, if you try something, you're just going to die from the cards coming in, right? Like, logic would dictate that you're just outnumbered, you're in his space. An, a frontal assault here is suicide, which he can't fathom somebody would do. So, no, he's just this cocky. So what do you say to me? Uh, hey, man, the, uh, the door looks taken care of. But I think the desk might have a little, uh, another way out. Are there people outside the door? Yes, man. I just want my swords back. The Chainbreaker pushes the scotch into your hands and starts walking towards the door. Actually, he walks to the desk. Is the case open that has the gun in it? Is it open? Yeah. Is it unlocked? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, I, I, I pulled up this gun that I think is just like a gun with a different caliber out. And tuck it into my robes. This sounds pretty risky. You, do, you still don't want to get noticed? Yeah. Still trying to be covert? Yep. You follow? Yes. How do you feel? I'm super excited about this. I, I'm sorry that this is getting dragged out, but like we got, we got a no, bunch of... Rules. No, this is fucking cool. We're finally like actually a really high tense environment when we're doing all this so it's like okay ooh, rolls matter yeah, uh, let, let's see what happens <laughs> i i think he's feeling joyful in that like his order has been working to get this close to joel pinkerton wyatt for a very long time and he just kind of like fell ass backwards into being in his office and like he he is about to be in a very compromised position so i think yeah joyful like giddy almost yeah that's funny i really hope yeah. that you fail because you're just too excited <laughs> uh roll it that doesn't look like a fail to me no that is a 12 <laughs> <laughs> that's uh fucking box cars well yeah, you just shoot the gun and turn the whole room into <laughs> lizards and you're like yeah. oh that's what this does remember remember to spike oh yeah oh, yeah uh, did you did you spike oh yeah so it's it's sad and joyful are the two that yeah um mad and peaceful are connected sad and joyful are connected and scared and powerful are connected on your character sheets they have little they have little bars so so explain to me just one more time how it works 
when you mark so i i haven't marked any that are that transfer yet but so let's let's say i just marked joyful but let's say i had like one sad marked the sad would go down by one and the joyful would go up by, by an one. extra one mm, no it's like it's like you're transferring one from sad to joyful you're just you're moving it over oh okay okay but if there's nothing in either of them, you just mark the one that you just marked. Cool. You just mark it. Yep. And then once you hit once you hit five marks, you have an, an emotion spike, and that's when right. That's and that's when the other one goes down to minus one, and the other all one. of your other stats go down. It basically means your emotion has like overcome you. Whatever that emotion is, you're like fully enveloped in it. So and so like the idea is that you're 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 I mean emotions snowball, right? You start to feel something and it kind of pushes you toward yeah, that, yeah. That, that feeling. So right. like you know, like you're in a powerful situation, you're like giddy and like so that's probably gonna have be like as this goes on, how you're feeling, or it's like immediately gonna deflate. So like if if this goes poorly from here, you're gonna go from powerful to probably like scared, right? Like that like your yeah. your emotions yeah. are just gonna flip so try to try to think about that it's a little subtle don't feel too beholden to that but that's basically the idea it fucking honestly i really really like it uh the, i don't no one no one has stolen this tech yet as far as i know and that's a uh, crime so Chainbreaker, you shove the golden gun as it were so you open you open this box quietly and and, and nestle inside some some white silk is a sleek looking pistol made completely out of gold and you shove it into your pants yeah i think he has a, a brief thought that uh that seems incredibly impractical to make a gun out of gold for various reasons but mr noah where's that drink uh i i think mr uh mr smiley is bringing that over to you yeah man i poured it for you here you go man thank you so much and he and he just downs it I'm glad that you children are starting to come around. I think this will be a beautiful relationship. As he, you know, goes from his seated position on the on the operating table, as it were, and lays down. Again, he's covered in just golden tech. All of it nearly seamless. He realized that both of his hands are cybernetic, though you couldn't tell it being the same color as his, as his golden skin. They even managed to put little fake hairs on him. How are our preparations coming along, 900? Your food should be here any minute. Your operating space is impeccable. I foresee no problems with the operation. I will need you, of course, to remove your clothing. And turn face down on the table, I need access to your spinal cord. Hell, isn't there any other kind of jack that you can use? And he, as he begins unbuckling his, uh, unbuckling his belt and taking his pants off. Unfortunately, going through the normally approved warranty maintaining operations will not help you in this case. I am going to have to violate your user agreement with this technology. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is inappropriate. That's so inappropriate. I, I, have you? <laughs> you should have read the user agreement. Man. To violate You've your been user violating agree- terms, bud. I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I want. Another roll or not? Because things are starting to ramp up. But also, I don't know how convincing that was. But I'm trying to decide if like he's trying to catch on to like what you're doing. Oh, I, whether he gets uncomfortable with it or not. But yeah, I'm obviously having to go like 
This is my tech is specifically do, is not compatible with technology. That's like how the catabolist works. So I'm saying like, no, the the normal jack that I would just like plug into your head, that's not gonna work. Oh, I thought you were lying. I mean, like, no, lie face down so he doesn't see what's coming. But if you're not lying, no, then I'm no, not no, gonna no. make you roll anything. So I, I'm having to I'm having to access his. Yeah, you have to go system. in the other way. So like, yeah. I have to get his spine. I have to get his brainstem. Like, so he he's he's lying face down on the on the basically a massage table, right? I uh, reach my hand into my <laughs> own pants. <laughs> ah, fuck! And then I just try and dash this filament across the back of his head and slice through his brain. Oh, you're just going for it oh, right God. now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely not expecting this. So how are yeah. you how are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling powerful, baby. <laughs> Neutralize. <laughs> oh no. It's definitely not what I was expecting. Oh, oh. No, it's a six! Can yeah. I <laughs> Uh, I'm not expecting this, so I can't help you. Period. Oh no, yeah, totally. I don't. I assume there's nothing else I could do. Chainbreaker could aid. I want it to work. Chainbreaker sees uh, Mr. Smiley going for it, whipping the monofilament wire back, and he has this kind of oh shit moment. And then, and because he sees uh, Pinky starting to like lift himself up off the table, and with his uh, cybernetic arm, he just jumps forward and tries to smash his back down and push him back down onto the table so that his head's like in the space that the monofilament wire was about to whip into. I uh, love it. How are you feeling? Fucking powerful. This is what he's been waiting for for a long time and, and he's like in control of the situation at least so far. So. Hell yeah. That's a seven. Oh, thank God. Woo! I mean, I've got no interest in it, you know, not killing him, as long as you choose inflict harm. So, I'm um, sorry, uh, real quick, Ryan, be so kind, read Help or Hinder for us, just so we oh, have yeah. that on the cast. When you act to help or impede another player character, say how you do so in roll. On a hit, they take plus one or minus two, if you impede, uh, on their roll. On a seven or nine, you also expose yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. And you, you set up pretty well what that's going to be. And Mr. Smiley, read Neutralize, which you now have a 7 through 9 result for. When you use force to attempt to neutralize a threat, take control of a situation, or maintain hold of something you have with the chance of taking harm yourself, roll. On a 10+, plus, you generate 3 hold and take no harm in the doing. On a 7 through 9, you generate 2 hold and you will have to take harm in the doing. Spend your hold one for one during the scene to inflict harm. Take away an advantage requires two hold to be spent. Suffer little harm. Force a change of location. One hold, and the MC chooses the new location. Two, and you do. Impress, dismay, or frighten your opponent. I would like to choose inflict harm. I would also like to choose... And I'm really stuck. What was your point, JD? You were like... You can impress, dismay, or frighten them. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Because if he's still alive, even if he's going to die, he has the potential to call shit down on us unless you somehow prevent that. But, I mean, changing a, forcing a change of location is also interesting because it means we are getting the fuck out of here. Like, In that case, I think we'll go with impress, dismay, or frighten and have him 
bleeding out with that, you know, half of his brain cut off. And I assume I have no fingers. You have no fingers. And for your complication in helping out, Chainbreaker, as soon as Pinky's skull is cut, slapping onto the ground like a ham, his gentry affectation gone, Pinky just begins screaming. And you hear the door open and Thumb, confused with a bowl of noodles. Your die show set predominantly displayed on his waist. 900. Uh, How you feeling, bud? Uh, I'm like holding like the obsidian scalpel covered in fucking, like it's a gold handle with an obsidian blade edge because of course it's still the sharpest shit you can get. Uh, Pinky's blood splattered all over you. He's screaming, holding at his head. You hear, you just hear the door open. What? What did you do? And I, I look up at Smiley, who's, I imagine just holding your hands up in the air, like, oh, my fingers are gone. Smiley, you're missing your ring and pinky finger on either hand. Fuck, man! Fuck! Get to the fucking desk, man! Shit! The, the desk? The desk, man! The out! Go! And I, like, slam him on the back with my bloody paw to, like, start ushering him towards the, the escape hatch. Thumb, you idiot! Thumb! Kill him! 900, what do you do? Uh, I'm, I just look over at Pinky. I'm definitely in shock, because I did not expect this. No. I was going for a whole totally different strategy. Put the scalpel in the back of his head! Jesus, 900! Uh, Chainbreaker immediately realizes he took the Lord's name in vain and feels bad about it. <laughs> Now, you just, out of the corner of your eye, you just see a crucifix. <laughs> yeah. It looks disappointed. I'm not going to do that. I think 900 is too in shock and, like, frozen from this to immediately, especially be aggressive, which is, like, not a thing that 900 reacts with. Do you actually freeze up, though? Yeah. Fuck, I'm doing it. I take the scalpel out of his hand and stab him in the back of the head. Fuck yeah, I do. I'll play this role. I'll be, I'll be the guy who makes the fucking gears move. Or fail horribly. I'll die. I don't give a shit. I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, you might die, but not necessarily from this. Uh, give me another neutralized roll. How are you feeling? I'm between scared and powerful. That's where I'm sitting. You were feeling powerful when you had ten fingers. Yeah. Now I'm feeling a little <laughs> nervous. So <laughs> let's roll some scared. Come on, baby. Please, 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 please. That'll be an eight. An eight. Choose two. Uh, I'm gonna inflict harm. Yeah. I want this I want this done. Yeah. I'm gonna suffer a little harm, I think, there. I wanna get this business done and I'm gonna stick it in the back of his head. So yeah, you yell at nine hundred and just grab the scalpel out of out of their hand and, and stab Pinky in the back of the head, who is in, in the you midst <laughs> Pinky in the brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. I did it! Oh my I, god. The longest slow roll of all time. Why do you think I cut his brain off? <laughs> what are we going to do tonight? <laughs> the same thing we do every night. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm just going to let you bask in that for a second. You, you deserve it. <laughs> you grab the scalpel from 900's hand and stab Pinky in the brain. Pinky was midway up, propping themselves up on one arm, clutching at his head, screaming at Thumb. 
before going all jelly-legged, stumbling back, clutching at the tools, adorning the wall, before bringing the wall down on himself. Chainbreaker Thumb looks from confused, then takes in the scenario and begins drawing. Oh, no, he can't. He can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I fictionally positioned myself into that. Please tell me that this guy is a rich motherfucker who has a die show set behind his desk. Because I really want to use the dual move. I, I also want the dual move to happen. I was already excited for it. <laughs> so absolutely. There, okay. is, there is, I believe it's, I believe it's ensconced on the wall. It can't be a dice show set. It's got to be like, oh, he's probably got like some like fucking crusader broadsword. Yeah. That's like a cross. Or, or, a, or, a, or like a, he's got like a, a fucking Napoleon saber or some shit. Uh, Napoleonic saber makes sense. The conqueror, he would have the 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 greatest conqueror. He's got like the fucking eagle banner and and a couple sabers underneath of it. It's like ugh, this guy just likes all the things I like, but in the wrong way. So yes, absolutely. Banky is the kind of rich asshole that just has sabers ensconced on the wall. Thumb attempts to draw your katana. Like kind of looks at it and like shuffles it around for a moment. Chainbreaker walks over to the wall and draws the saber out of its, like, sconces. Thumbs, was it? And I think he kind of drags the, the, like, edge along his cybernetic arm. It hardly seems fair that you'd have to fight me with, well, for you, what amounts to a stick. So, how about you throw me mine? And he, like, reverses his grip on the the saber and I'll throw you this one he looks confused for a second and then and then like then pulls your die show set out in one big hand tentatively hands it to you and grabs the saber at yeah, the same yeah. time so thumb pulls the saber out of its scabbard swishes it around the the air a little bit feels its weight he seems confident decently trained i pull both my swords out and the red light along the edge of my katana that is uh, the plasma blade activates. And I think I just run it along the gold top of the desk. It just like melts the gold along the desk in a straight line. So I think we're going for the move duel here. Yes, y- yes, please, please read it. When you initiate single combat with another, answer the following questions and take plus one forward for each answer in the affirmative, then roll. Do you currently have the upper hand? I wouldn't say so. Okay. Are you better trained than them? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, does your equipment give you a particular advantage for this conflict? Yes. Yes. So plus two. And I think going into this conflict, I'm feeling powerful. This is what I do. And powerful absolutely makes sense. Yeah, you just challenge a guy to a duel in the middle of an assassination. I'd say you better feel powerful. You're yeah, the stupidest yeah. man on the earth. <laughs> so that's plus four? Uh, well, I mean, plus two plus your power. So yeah, plus four. Yeah. Come on, snake eyes. Snake eyes. Give me them Ryan rolls. That's yeah, Cox. Reroll that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, the other one kind of gets him Two plus five, there. seven, eight, nine. No, wait, no. Seven plus uh, 11. eleven. Yeah, yeah. On a ten plus, you generate three hold, and your opponent generates one. On a seven through nine, both of you generate two hold. On a miss, your opponent generates three, and you generate one. You may spend hold one for one at any time to do one of the following list 
as long as you justify your choice in the fiction. So start describing. Chainbreaker just drops into a stance and waits for Thumb to be the aggressor and just like blocks with his wakizashi and just stabs into him with his katana. So I'm going to spend one hold to inflict harm. My katana does three harm. Fantastic. Thumbs is an idiot. However, he was not ignorant to the fact that he was not winning this. So he basically left himself open for you to stab him in, in hopes that at the very least he could get you back. So you take a lunging strike and in midair, Thumbs goes for an overhand slice and tries to cut into the meat of your neck. And I will spend my hold for one harm. Or for harm. I believe it'd probably be two. I am going to spend two extra hold because I have my Wakazashi that is a like a generates kinetic blasts. And I am going to use it to not block at his blade, but swipe in front of it and just push his sword away. And I'm just going to use it to deflect all harm. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, I just push his sword away as my other sword punches into his stomach. You can see confidence turn to dismay as you deflect his strike. You pull your katana out. He clutches at the wound in his stomach and falls. 900, shit has gone wild. Pinky lies in a heap of tools against the far wall. Mr. Smiley is covered in blood and is, and is clawing feebly at the desk, the strength taken out of his hands. What do you do? Realizing now that things have, you know, really changed, I feel like I'm going to need every advantage I could get in the future, and this is some of the best tech I've ever had access to. So I'm going to try to get his nervous system out how are you feeling i think i'm excited i think joyful this is definitely like i was like stunned and shocked but now that that's kind of come over i've realized that i'm like oh shit i can i can just take this now like uh. (laughs) i'm imagining 900 coming out of this like catatonic state into just like wild giggles yeah i'm gonna cut his nervous system out of him and take it with me (laughs) uh roll a risk roll please uh no i'm rolling scrounge oh you are absolutely um, so I will, I will read that. That is one of my moves. Scrounge, when you first go somewhere new and search for something useful to you, tell the MC what you're looking for. If things like that could be around, roll plus Omni tool, which is plus one. On a 10 plus, you get some primo stuff. Take plus one forward to the junkware move, which lets me incorporate cybernetics into myself. On a seven through nine, it's barely adequate. Take minus one forward to the junkware move sick yeah roll scrounge so it doesn't even matter actually how i feel technically but i think it is important to touch on but i end up rolling plus omni tool not my not my stat that is an eight is an eight so so i have to compromise i can't get it all out i think is the problem i can get like the core like neck brainstem area out pretty easily but it would take too long to remove every piece of this tech so i'm gonna have to work with it a little bit i think but it still has a lot of potential um so i tear that core out i feel like um as this duel is ending and then maybe as smiley is getting this door open so mr smiley you're bleeding all over the fucking place your nerves are shaking as you're pushing this desk out of the way take us home baby what do you do so i'm trying to lift this desk to flip it over 
in my hands covered in their own blood it's slipping right and and finally as the the fight ends i slump down to the ground and just shoulder underneath the desk like as if i didn't have any arms at all i just use my whole body to crash this desk over in front of me and then grab at the floor flinging up the hatch and scream at 900 Man, get in the damn hatch now, man! Come on! You too, idiot! And I I just fling myself down the steps. Mr. Smiley goes sprawling to the, the cold darkness beneath Pinky's desk. 900 Chainbreaker, you two follow quickly after. The last thing you hear as the three of you run down the stairs is the door being kicked open. As the two security guards who had escorted Mr. Smiley into the building rush in, you hear the sound of coffee dropping. They had taken a moment to sneak away. And you hear in the catacombs that you enter into the sound of an EKG flatlining and Joel Pinkerton Wyatt's biometrics indicating that he is now dead. shit it's ted dibiase holy shit it's ted dibiase <laughs> i gotta decide i think i wanted to do this voice that is exactly the voice that i wanted to do i love how anytime i don't get a reference hanging out with you guys i can just assume that it's some wrestling it shit a new, 100%. Yeah. i'm a hundred percent right yeah <laughs> it's like huh i've never heard of this person do we see wrestling <laughs> up on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well what uh, line has oh go on Sorry, oh, I, was, on. I was just going to link a Ted DiBiase photo in the chat for you, Ryan. Oh, to give him an idea <laughs> yeah. of what he looks like. I will, I will bring it up. Let's see it. There you go, buddy. There's Ted DiBiase. Oh, there's a Ted DiBiase. Oh, meme. sick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's those, the suit are, I'm going to wear that to my wedding. <laughs> Ted DiBiase, he is, pretty great. was objectively really very good. Uh, short aside, Vince McMahon actually gave Ted DiBiase like, bundles of money to go out and spend on people so that he could keep the gimmick up because he was the million-dollar yeah. man. So they would be yeah. like, go out and pretend that you're loaded and just throw money around. Oh, sick. Yeah. What a hell of a gimmick to get the yourself gimmick in. Is, like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Got to live it. Got to live it. Exactly. Man. You got you to gotta pay me <laughs> so I can live this gimmick lifestyle. It's so Maybe weird. I'm just going to get stacked and then 
become a wrestler and that'll be my gimmick is just i'll be like yeah i'm the new the new million dollar man yeah, <laughs> just give me, you're gonna give me yeah you're gonna the give me a bunch of the money, fact that there right? hasn't been a ted dibiase the third is unacceptable but there was a second his his literal son yeah ted, oh, ted dibiase oh, okay. jr yeah <laughs> oh cool <laughs> i guess it's just mjf sorry nope yeah yeah you're actually right <laughs> I got a golden bed sheet with a <laughs> hole in it. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just a last name. <laughs> I was going to suggest Leafly, but... Uh, <laughs> Leafly's pretty fucking funny. Uh, Treely? No, it's just... He just has hung on this long. <laughs> <laughs> he has cybernetic advancements. Cybernetically enhanced. Yeah, like, he's just a fucking brain in a jar. I was yeah, going yeah. to say, you made, you made poor <laughs> ch- show everybody his Abdullah Oblongata. <laughs> I, I do love fair, the image fair. of like just... Zach in Hawaii and like just a banana hammock and like sitting on the beach being like just 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 drunk uncle energy. Yeah, yeah. you guys finally see my lower back tattoo, which is a Volkswagen bus. <laughs> He's like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> read into it, man. I followed around the dead for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go smoke blunts. Maybe do a little fucking paint thinner. Do a little paint thinner is, uh, I don't know, not something I've heard in a while. So. Yeah, he just drinks adrenochrome and f- <laughs> Fucking, it's got a arrive in Valhalla, dude, shiny and adrenochrome. Very good. Warriors death. I'm just so sad that that won't make it to the end of the cast. I can't. I can't put that there. No. <laughs> just so, we're gonna get way too many questions. <laughs> FBI agent Jones is. Man, these guys are going off tonight. <laughs> Just he's actually taking notes and I'm like, oh shit. Shit, Jones, we might have to look into this. <laughs> I'm not gonna actually have to do my job. Fuck. Adreno. 